Proverbs. I'm not going to prolong the time. Coming from the book of Proverbs. Get not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Says, for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. It says, bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Verse 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy path. The word of God for the people of God, you may be seated. Just for a moment this morning, I want to use for a topic, living right in a messed up situation. Living right in a messed up situation. I remember as a little boy growing up, I would always want to be older than what I really was. No matter what, when my birthday came, I would be excited on that day. But then the next day I would go right back to wanting to be a little bit older than I was. I would always hear my parents and elders say, don't rush it. Don't rush it. Not realizing the reason they were saying those words. You see, growing up as a child, and many churches today are having children day. So you, this is something that you can take home with. Not realizing the reason they were saying those words. You see, growing up as a child, that's the time for you to pick up your Bible, do some homework, and just let me share this story with you. There was this man, he had to do a speech at a church that required a 45-minute drive. So he got his directions and left the house with plenty of time. He laid the directions beside him in the seat and only gave them a glance. And he hit the highway. He glanced at the directions to double-check the exit to make sure it was the right one. And when he exited, he went left. 
So he drove for a while and never saw the place he was supposed to be in. So he kept driving, then he eventually started to ask five different people since they were from the area. Trying to find the church, but never found it. Time was getting late. He had only five minutes to make it to his destination. Everybody he asked meant well, but nobody could tell him where he needed to be. So now he decided to read the directions. Not glance, but this time he decided to read. And he saw that instead of going left off the exit, mm -hmm. that he should have went right. right. So because he first listened to himself and turned left and listened to everybody else, mm -hmm. he went even farther out of the way mm -hmm. than he was supposed to go. Right. But the instructions were to turn right. right. So he had to backtrack and he went back two blocks to the right of the freeway. And he found the church. You know, there's some of us that has gone left trying to go by ourselves. And then we ended up being wrong. A lot of us have spent 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 years going left. And I stopped by to tell you this morning, you are running out of time. The hour is getting late. And it's time for us to backtrack. Because where God wants to take us is not really that far away. And that's the reason why we should read our Bible. That's the reason why we should study God's word. Because as a child, we look at life as if it is awesome. We see it as all together. We see it as everybody is nice. We see it as the world is a perfect place to live. We see it as love in the atmosphere. And all of that other good stuff. Not really seeing the, the true picture. But I'm going to tell you now that I've passed every age that I used to look forward to. I came to realize that this world ain't really what it's made out to be. There is hatred, backbiting, killing, stealing, jealousy, lying, different lifestyles, drugs and drinking, sexual diseases. I could go on and on. But here I am, 31 years old now. We'll be 32 if the Lord allow me to see yours. And I'm here to tell you that this world that we live in is a messed up situation. From the government system down to the local system. This place that we call the world is in a mess. Nobody wants to acknowledge God. You don't want to obey their parents. Parents don't want to be godly examples for their children. I stop to tell you this is a messed up situation. It seems as though we have come to a place where we are more concerned with people 
than we are with God. And all of this has made this world a mess. We're more concerned about dogs' rights than we are about people's rights. And I'm here to let you know growing up, I can understand why you get confused about the way that they should live. Because we have so many that is not taking a stand for God. But in spite of what you see, and in spite of what you are around, I kind of let you know that being a child of God, you will forever have an obligation to do the right thing. And there is a reward for your obedience. You see, people these days are always concerned about what we are going to get out of something that we do. So somebody saying, sinful, why should I do the right thing? Why should I do the opposite of the bad that I see? Well, I'm glad you asked. You see, everybody nowadays wants to know the reason why. I asked Lindsay to do something. Daddy, why? I asked my wife to do something. Uh, no, I better not do that one. But everybody wants to know why. Grown-ups want to know why. You probably asked somebody that earlier today, why is this? Why is that? You change something that folks are used to doing? The next question is, why? Well, you see here in Proverbs, this is one of the most dynamic books of the Bible. I have been studying it, and oh boy, it's an awesome book for all ages. See, Solomon dealt with wisdom in the book of Proverbs. And in chapter 1, he gives us the foundation laid for true prosperity in life. Chapter 2 tells us how to receive wisdom. Chapter 3 now tells us that when prosperity comes, we must not forget where it comes from. Prosperity, young folks, that simply means success. Prosperity, young people, that simply means blessing. So in this chapter, we learn that we should do what we should do and the reason why we should do what is commanded. Studying this chapter, I came to discover that through verses 1 through 12 in chapter 3, the odd number verses were commands and the even number verses were rewards. Again, I said the odd number of verses in verses 1 through 12 were commands. And the even number of verses were the rewards for the commands. So with that and with knowing that, I want to deal with three points this morning. 
these verses 1 through 6, that is your obedience, your character, and your total dependence upon God. Number one, I just want to tell you and talk to you about your obedience and living life in a messed up situation. Growing up in life, there are rules that we all taught to do and not to do. With those rules came rewards and punishment. My daddy had a belt, a leather belt that said Sanford on the back. He never wore the belt, but anytime he grabbed that Sanford belt, my mayor, I knew what time it was. But we were taught how to do things. And it made no difference what the situation came out to be. We were obligated to obey but then we see so much that is happening in this world today. Children are disrespectful. Young men having sagging pains. Children are having children. Young ladies have no respect for themselves. And if we don't have a true relationship with God, we will tend to think that that is the right way of life. But I'm here to let you know that in spite of what is going on in the world, we have an obligation as a Christian to do what is right. There's a time that I often tell you all that I forgot about God in my life. And I stop by to tell you that brought troubles my way. I had to cry sometimes. But I thank God that he brought me back to where I should be. And I stopped by the table this morning that if you are off track, that we serve a God that shows us grace and mercy who is able to get you back on track. But here we are, Solomon said, we should not forget the commands of God. And what I like about it is he said to let your heart keep my commandments. And that is what God looks at our heart. You don't care about your J's or your Nikes. You don't care about what you got in your bank account. God is concerned about what's on the inside. But somebody's saying, why should I obey God? Why should I do what is right? Well, I'm glad you asked. Verse 2 tells us that the length of days and long life and peace shall be added to you. For Exodus 20 and 12 says to honor your father and your mother. So that your days can be long on the land that Yahweh, your God, is giving you. So youth, don't rush your days by being 
disobedient. Did I tell you? Not only will you have long days and peace on this earth, but we are all on a mission to get to heaven. And in heaven there is no trouble. In heaven there is no bullying. In heaven there is no hatred. There is simply love, joy, peace, and happiness. But in order for us to get there, we must be obedient unto God. For John 10 and 28, Jesus told us that he gives us eternal life. And if we, and we shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. So in living right in this messed up situation, Brother Vizzi, number one, we must be obedient. But number two, we must be concerned about our character. Our character. I'm here to tell you your character and what you stand for will take you a long way in life. For God wants us to be a person of mercy and a person of truth. God wants us to be full of forgiveness. And wants us to be honest with people. Amen. You look around in the world now, and these are the last characteristics that we see in the world today. But instead of conforming to the ways of this world, Romans 12 and 2 tells us to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So we are obligated to live right in this messed up situation. But suffer, why should I show mercy to my sister or my brother? Why should I be truthful with my sister or my brother? Verse 4 tells us, so that you will find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. I don't know about you, but I know and I realize that the only way that I'm going to be prosperous on this mission is by having the favor of God upon my life. And the way to do that is to strive each and every day to show mercy. To strive each and every day to be truthful. Young people don't go around telling stories. If you don't know what telling stories is, that means you lie. Grown folks, don't be going around telling stories. And if you don't know what telling stories is, don't be going around lying 
But the Bible says to show mercy and be truthful. But preacher, I'm around hatred, lies, and other things. I'm around that revenue all the time. You don't understand where I live. You don't understand where I grow up. How can I keep doing what God wants me to do? When the world is doing this, how can I keep doing what God wants me to do? With rock songs showing me all of this, how can I keep doing what God wants me to do? Well, first, you got to separate yourself from what the world is doing. And surround yourself with people trying to do the right thing. Surround yourself with people that have good character. And not only that, but you can't do it by yourself. Because we need the power of God. We need the Holy Spirit to be deep down in our heart. That's why it's best for us, and I preach about this every Sunday, for us to have a personal relationship with God. And in verse 4, it says, notice the placement of God in man. Don't you see God is before man? So we must first be concerned about God. Young people, we must first be concerned about God. Even in our churches, we must first be concerned about God. Because when we put the favor of people before God, we just lost the favor of God. So in order for us to have the favor of God, we must put God first in all that we do. Because if it had not been for God, we wouldn't be here in the first place. So we need to make sure our priorities are in order. That's not saying that you're going to have favor with everybody in Panola. That's not saying you're going to have favor with everybody at your school. But that's letting us know that through the will of God, he will create favor of man for us to do his will. So our obedience, our character, the last one is our total dependence on God. Our total dependence on God. That's us reverencing God. Showing God that he is Lord of our life. That is us showing the Lord that Lord I can't make it without you. Showing him that I realize that he is the Alpha and Omega. 
Letting us, letting us, telling us, telling him that he is an awesome God. That he is the author of this word. That is us showing him that, Lord, I am depending upon you. For the gospel tells us that we must deny ourselves and follow Christ. And in denying yourself, you are not leaning upon your own understanding. But we must humble ourselves and tell God, Lord, I've tried it my way long enough. But Lord, now I want to follow you. Growing up, sometimes we forget our place. And make it seem as though we do things on our own. And that God follows us. But no, no, I came to let you know that the only way that you're going to finish this mission and be successful is by letting God lead the way. Let a song that they sung at Flint Hill over in Ada, let Jesus lead. He'll lead you if you let him. So I'm saying, let God lead you. But somebody, everybody else is saying, look at what they're doing down the street, Reverend. Reverend, look at what they're doing at school. But can I ask you, where are they at? They are being blown by the wind because they are not seeking God first. Where are they at? Some are in jail simply because they wanted to do their own thing. Where are they at? Some are dead today simply because they were trying to do their own thing. But I stop by to tell you it's time for us today to live a life for Christ. Because there are blessings when we follow the Lord. For verse 6 tells us that he shall direct our path. You, we can't get caught up with what culture is doing. <laughs> we can't get caught up with the music videos. Because that's going to lead us to do some things that we should not be doing. But when we acknowledge God, when we seek God first, when we ask the Lord to show us the way, the Bible tells us that God will direct our path. And with that, I know that if God is in the driver's seat, that I will have success. If God is in the driver's seat, I will 
make it. If God is in the driver's seat, I will graduate from high school. If God is in the driver's seat, I will graduate from college. If God is in the driver's seat, I will be able to start my own business. If God is in the driver's seat, I will be the next mayor of the city. If God is in the driver's seat, I will be that CEO. But we need to think about how much better our life will be if we just learn how to ride in the passenger seat without trying to tell God how to drive. Sometimes me and my wife be going places and not be in the passenger seat. And I be on the verge and say, baby, you should do this. But when I learn to just sit there and just ride, that helped me to learn how to ride when God is driving my life. Because when we follow God, it does not matter about our situation. God will help us to make it out. We will be able to shine like a light. We will be able to say like Paul. That I can do all things. Through Christ, which strengthens me. And God, all right? Joseph was a man in a messed up situation. Joseph was sold by his brothers. Joseph was accused of rape. Joseph was thrown into prison. But Joseph stayed obedient to God. Joseph kept his godly character. And Joseph kept depending on God. And at the end, I hear Joseph saying, there were you meant it for evil. But God meant it for my good. And God all right. Then there was Jeremiah. Jeremiah was in a messed up situation. Young man taking a stand for God. But Jeremiah stayed obedient to God. Jeremiah, he kept his godly character. Jeremiah, he kept depending upon God. Jeremiah said, it's just like fire. Set up in my bones. And then there was Daniel. There was a man in a messed up situation. Daniel was lied on. Daniel was guilty for loving God. Daniel was thrown in a lion's den. But Daniel stayed obedient to God. Daniel kept his godly character. Daniel kept on depending upon God. And Daniel said, I don't care what you say. 
I'm going to keep on praying to my God. There were some great men, but I've got a special friend. I've got a special father. Have you heard about a man named Jesus? Jesus was a man in a messed up situation. Jesus, he did no wrong. But they hung him up on that old rugged cross. Jesus died for all of our sins. They laid him in a barber tomb. But the Bible tells that early Sunday morning that Jesus got up with power in his hands. So today, I want to tell you, young people and grown folks, we must continue to do right. In spite of what the world do. We must continue to live right. In spite of what culture do. Because there are blessings that God has that are waiting for you. So we must learn to be obedient. Learn to watch our character. And learn to acknowledge God. Because the Bible tells us that he will direct our path. And in this church, we must strive to keep God first. And if we keep God first in all that we do here at Spring Hill Pope, the Lord will do great things right here in Pope, Mississippi. And I don't know if you believe it, but I believe it. So this morning, the doors of our Father's house is open.